Have you ever felt stuck or uninspired staring at a blank page? As designers, it is literally our job to be constantly inspired and be creative on demand, which can be really overwhelming. I know because I've been there, feeling like my last good idea was my last good idea. I'm Brandy C. I've been designing for over 20 years and I believe that every designer deserves to have a process that will get them past creative block. The process I've developed uses a powerful words first method. This online course will give you powerful tools to craft epic concepts, unlock your own inspiration, research in new and exciting ways, and so much more. The Strategic Process Essentials course has everything you need to stop wasting time, get past creative block, and create work that gets noticed. Many other designers are now using this process to win design awards, and you can too. Get a sneak peek of the course at brandyc.com courses. You'll get a free bonus gift if you buy the course before April 15th, so don't wait. Welcome to Design Speaks. We're here to empower you to unlock your own inspiration so you can take control of your creativity. I'm your host, Brandy C. Joining me is my co-host, Julie Heider. This week, we're gonna be talking about the truth on girl boss culture. So stay tuned for that coming up later in the show. Good morning, Julie. Hi, Brandy. How are you today? Good. So I'm really excited to talk about today's topic. There's definitely uh, this idea that women and boss culture is like um, this sort of glorious, glowing, shiny thing. And um, I don't know if you know this, but I never wanted to own my own business. Have I told you this before? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I grew up with a dad who who owned his own business. He has a small business. He's a custom home builder. And I grew up sort of swearing I would never do that. I don't want my own business. I see him dealing with taxes and <laughs> client invoices. And so when did that change? I want to talk about that today. And what kinds of things did I need to understand or do I wish I could have understood about being not only an entrepreneur, but a female entrepreneur? And I have, I'd like to have an honest chat with you about yeah. this whole girl boss movement and uh, the truth and the lies of some of the things that are out there and I being girl, girl bosses. Yeah, that's right. Being girl bosses, boss I ourselves. Um, I really wanted to um, talk about that for our audience. So um before we go into that, what have you been up to, Julie? Um, let's see. I think I told you that I'm, I'm planting a garden so time. We've progressed a little bit. I have some seedlings now, but um, mm. a bunch of them didn't come up, and I'm really sad. Oh, no. <laughs> I think they're too cold. Um, That's I, the bummer about New Mexico, though, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like in the, in the day, they get all that nice warm sunshine, and they're nice and toasty. And then at night, they're freezing cold. So I just bought, like, one of those mat warmer things yesterday so we'll see if that helps it's like a little plastic mat that you it's like a heating pad but it's plastic it's or, for plants? or rubber or something and then you put it under all the little seedling pots and Aww. it keeps the soil warm so we'll see it's what like a little plant that. baby um, incubator yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Um, yeah, because we have a two-story house, and it gets cold on the bottom floor at night, really cold. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But I'm excited. Things are growing. It feels like it feels like spring now, right? So, it, I mean, it was the first day of spring last weekend it's as of this recording yeah and you so. know what we have a flowering tree in our backyard and the first buds popped open on the first day of spring and i was like wow i know it perfectly isn't that crazy <laughs> um the kids were in our backyard because for my birthday last year i think i talked about this i wanted trees because i'm old yeah and i wanted trees for my birthday <laughs> um we planted a cherry tree and a apricot tree and the kids ran out and we're like as soon as because we went on a trip which i'll talk about under my inspiration category here in a minute but um they were like we're gonna have fruit and i was like yeah like in three years (laughs) yeah it takes a little bit of time (laughs) but we had buds so that was exciting yeah, yeah. Okay, so speaking of, what has been inspiring you lately? Okay, Julie. So the last time I went on a trip was February. So before this was February 2020. Again, everything was... AKA before, 5 million years ago. Yeah, 5 <laughs> million years ago. Um, and it was to Durango. I I went with Kenny and I took him on a surprise like trip for Valentine's Day. And so this year... Um, we decided to take Caden, our son, up to Durango um, and do more of like an outside, outdoorsy, mostly away from everyone kind of trip. So um, I think the the most people we saw were like picking up food. And um, yeah. we did go to like a couple small bookstores, but there was no one in there. Um, so basically, the only place I've traveled in the last year is Durango twice, which is bizarre. <laughs> but um, so... My inspiration in Durango was sort of vast and varied, but I would I would basically say that like I was inspired just to be able to like cross the border out of our state. I ha- I can't remember the last time I like stopped on the side of the road and took a picture of like welcome to colorful Colorado because I've been there a zillion times, but it was just like so momentous this time to like yeah. be going somewhere, and yeah. um, so we also did like we did some different stuff. So we. We went on a bunch of like little hikes, but the one that I really wanted, there was supposedly like a really pretty like ice waterfall. And you can, I guess, never really gauge how far these things are. And it was apparently like three-ish or more miles. And the snow was in some places like to my knees. And so that we didn't have snowshoes. Like I thought we were pretty prepared because we had like snow boots and like backpacks with water and like all this stuff. But I was like really overwhelmed by the fact that I, it was like all uphill in this like super deep snow, but it was very inspiring to really capture like so much of this with just like all this snow and white everywhere. Um, And I was totally thinking about you all the way. I was like, Julie would be prepared for this. She would definitely have like snowshoes and she'd be totally cool with like making it all the way to the waterfall, probably with a couple, one of the people in a wedding dress. So I should just keep going. And like, I pushed as hard as I could, but I couldn't do it. If it makes you feel any better, (laughs) I recently, like, um, I guess a month ago, I had a trail that I needed to scout out for a a wedding that's happening in uh, the summer. I needed to look at the trail. There was, yeah, like tons of snow up to my thighs in a few places. (laughs) And I thought we were like, I didn't expect it to be that deep. And it was 
really tough. It took us like two hours to do a hike that should have been like 45 minutes. Um, that does make me feel make, better. <laughs> I didn't make it all the way either. Like eventually I was like, this is taking too long. Obviously I'm not going to be able to see what it looks like because it's covered in snow. So we turned around. But if that makes you feel any better, I have also been there and I did not have snowshoes. Oh, good. Me. It does. Because <laughs> I was like, man, this is like Julie's jam. And I am like, <laughs> I love a hike if there's something pretty at the end. And yeah. so I was like, there's an ice waterfall. There's an ice waterfall. I can do it. And then I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> so it was it was inspiring, though, like um, to see like how happy my kids were to be out. And um, because my son's birthday, like we got some really special like desserts from some places and uh, went to one of my favorite little um, independent bookstores called Second, Second Story Books. And it's like hidden. It's like up in this little area. And I think I talked about it last time, probably because I love it so much. But um, yeah, so inspiration was basically just me going anywhere but here. So I just had my second COVID shot uh, Tuesday of this past week. And so two weeks from now, the world is my oyster. I like It feels so good to be me Feels like magic But it's real I'm amazing That's how I feel How I feel, yeah Go say what you want What you gonna say now? What you gonna say now? I know my name Say what you want So this week, my song that I wanted to share with you guys is called Say What You Want in parentheses, I Like Who I Am by The New Respects and Josiah. So this song is super upbeat. It's very vibey. I don't know. That's such a cliche thing to say, but it's really fun. It's really energizing. And I really love that this song has so much confidence. It literally is saying that you can be who you are and like who you are. And as women, I think it can be extra hard to have self-confidence as creative professionals, as moms, as business owners. It is always really difficult to own who we are and the things that we do. And so whether it's what we wear, what we create, things that we say, I think that All of those things are a reflection of who we are and that it's really important to be able to say I like who I am and actually believe it. So this song is just a really great encouragement. It's a good song to listen to when you need a little pick-me-up. So that's my musical inspiration this week. You can find this song and all the music I feature here from the podcast on the music from design speaks podcast playlist on spotify i know that's an album but just go check it out let's talk about the girl boss thing so I kind of, I've been thinking about this idea for a long time as far as like, I've been thinking about it from the angle of like being a business owner and a mom 
especially during COVID, like full time. And um, but I think I want to save like the mom angle for a different episode, maybe one I do on my own, because I think that there's there's just like so much that we can go into on the just general girl boss, boss babe idea. So I got this, I got some feedback from um, a girl I met on Clubhouse via another friend. Her name is Alyssa. And she was telling me how she basically doesn't think that people talk enough about this. Like there's a lot of talk about the sort of glamorous upsides to being a female business owner and thought it was really overdue that somebody in this space talk about this. So I thought Julia and I could talk about this. So I'd love to know your thoughts, first of all, like on where you, what you think about the movement just in general, and then we can sort of talk about um, sort of where it is now. And I, I really, I'm big on inspiration, as you know, I love to build people up. I love to encourage, but I am also a realist, which is where the process comes into my inspiration. It's like, there's this happy medium somewhere in here. And I think there's got to be a happy medium with this as well, because there is a really tough reality to being a business owner as a woman, as a, as an entrepreneur. So thoughts. Yeah. Okay. So I do, like you kind of mentioned, I do love the aspect of like building each other up and cheering each other on. I think that's awesome. And I, um, I think women especially are really good at doing that. Um, and the support and the like cheering and, and all that, that is great. But yes, there is like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows every day. In fact, most of the time you're working hard on stuff and you, you don't know, see the sunshine because you're in front of your computer all day. <laughs> it's not glamorous all the time by any means. Um, and so, and I think that one thing that I see that kind of happens is, um, with being so vocal about like girl boss and you can do it and like showing the cool things you're doing and everything, what can happen on the flip side of that is, um, other people being like, man, well, I'm not doing that. Or this person is making six figures and I'm not, and it's making me feel bad. You know, like there's the whole comparison thing, um, which I'm sure that men also deal with, but I, I kind of feel like as women, we just feel a lot of things. <laughs> so we compare a lot more. We have we have a tendency to do that more than men. I I think for sure. Yeah. So um, I think there are some great things about it, and I do love that um, women are being more vocal about being bosses and business owners um, because it is encouraging. I I think in general, like in the last five or ten years, I've seen way more people um, go out and own their own business. And I see that too. And like, I was just noticing the other day, like some advertisement, I don't remember what it was for, but they were basically showing this woman as like a boss babe kind of a thing. And I was like, wow, like it's so, it's become such a thing now. Like even big companies are, um, you know, noticing that and trying to advertise with it. So, um, yeah, so I think there's some good things, but also um, some negative things that come to it. And I think there are a lot of things that we should be doing that aren't being done as much as they should. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> and um, I have I have like a few things that we'll talk about here in a minute that are like some lies that I think that we need to um, 
push against. Um, some are lies and some are just like misrepresentations, I think, of of this life. Um, so the reason I kind of started out by by kind of reiterating that I didn't used to want to be a business owner is because sometimes I still like wonder why I'm doing this. And so the first thing that I kind of wanted to talk about that isn't necessarily a lie or a misrepresentation, but more of a strategy is this idea of should I or shouldn't I like start my own thing? Should I leave my job? Should I become a female entrepreneur is why? And that's always my big question for so many things from design strategy to brand strategy to content creation, like any number of things, the whole why question becomes really important because if you are happy at your job, um, why would you leave? If you don't have a desire to own your own business or have an idea of what you would do, why would you leave? So that's something that I would like to talk about is basically this idea of needing a purpose and a strategy, like a reason. Because the first the first misrepresentation I think I want to talk about is that working for someone else is such a bummer, right? And it's like, I don't know. It depends on the person. So when I when I would see my when I would see my dad doing that and even early in my design career, when I was still before I graduated, I always thought, why would I work for myself when I can go be an art director or a designer and let them bring me clients? Why would I do that to myself? And before we like move on to to this actual um, lie slash misrepresentation, I just wanted to give a little like backstory on why I did it. And I would love to hear why you did it. And then we can kind of go through these. So I had zero desire to do it. I left my job where I met you and um, went to work for Apple and decided I didn't like retail and I still, I was having a hard time finding a design position that I felt met the expectations that I had having left a really amazing position. And so soon after that, I got pregnant with my son and had some like complications where I had to be on bed rest and stuff and I was working as a publishing director for a company and kept having to go home and be on bed rest and then go back into the office and like direct stuff. And it became abundantly clear that once my son was born, this was not going to be feasible because I personally was not okay with paying my paycheck to childcare. And so I know, and I can definitely talk about that on another mom-centric episode, but this was sort of the moment where I went, do I really love working for someone else? Do I like the opportunities that are presented when I get to kind of be in charge of my own destiny? Like what kind of clients I work on? What kind of um, design work I do? Creating content like blogging was that's, that's around the time that I started thinking about this whole idea of creating content for people and making the design world sort of a better place. And could I do that while I was working a full-time job for someone else? And the answers I came to were that the things that I really enjoyed actually fell more under being a business owner, which much to my dismay, I had to come to grips with. But that's kind of where I landed and why my mindset changed. And I struggled with it. And sometimes I still do. I, I'm always like looking at LinkedIn 
like for jobs I qualify for, like, man, I could easily go work for Google with my qualifications or Apple or like all these big like Silicon Valley companies. And then I think, could I actually do that now? Would I would I even function in this environment anymore? I don't know. But I, I want to know just like a quick recap of your journey and why you decided to jump in head first, feet first. Dive in yeah. head first, jump in feet first into yeah. this arena. Yeah. So um, back in college, so you guys know that like, I went to school for design. I saw that as my future career. Um, Photography just kind of happened by accident in a lot of ways. But so back in college, I started um, taking some photos for fun. Then people started asking me to shoot their weddings, which is really crazy. Um, And then I went on to have a design job. I eventually worked for a photography company um, full time and was doing Um, I came in with the purpose of just being another photographer and just kind of helping with like everyday admin stuff. Um, But all of a sudden, like it was a very small company. There were three of us working full time, including the owner. And I just like felt myself like wanting to learn about all these new things and come up with ideas for the company. And they weren't always well received. (laughs) Um, I feel like I had more ambition for the company than the owner did. Than the company? (laughs) um, Yeah. Um, But I didn't realize at the time that I was like shaping myself as an entrepreneur. But it felt like, so I had like officially started my business back in North Carolina. Then I moved to New Mexico, kind of put things on hold, um, didn't do anything for a while. but it was always like a little like, oh, this is a part time thing, kind of a, you know, like this is a hobby like too seriously. Um, and then it got to a point where I didn't feel like I could stay in that full time photography job anymore. Um, and I was applying for all of these unrelated jobs, like, you know, secretary stuff that I was like, yeah, this is easy. I could do it. Um, and I, I wasn't getting any of those jobs. And it, eventually I was like, I just I have to quit this job for like my mental health um and I was like I guess I'm just gonna like keep looking for jobs but in the meantime I'll try to like restart my photography business um and I I just didn't feel like I was maybe good enough or qualified enough to like be an entrepreneur and I think that's what was holding me back and then eventually I stopped looking for other jobs because I was like oh this is like I can actually do this full time. And so, um, and then that's when I was like, okay, I I have to learn all the things and come up with all the stuff. And um, that was 2014. So I've had a few years for growing (laughs) in experience and knowledge, but honestly now, like, yeah, sometimes I ask myself that question too, of like, this is hard. Do I really want it? Like I could go work for someone else. Um, But honestly, I think I really love the entrepreneur side of things, like the strategy, the, um, I don't know, it just feels like a challenge and a puzzle. And I do enjoy that. So I don't think I could go back now. Yeah, so that that makes a good point. I think that that's one of those, those questions that you might be able to ask yourself when you're contemplating whether you want to do this or not, whether you want to be a girl boss. And let me side just side note by saying, if you are doing well at your job, whatever job you're doing, you are already a boss babe. Like, I'm just going to throw that out there because you don't have to be 
a solopreneur, entrepreneur person to carry that title. Like anyone can do it. So there's there's my little like sappy, cheery thing that I do. But the thing that you said is that like the strategy, there is so much problem solving involved in being a business owner. And if that is something you don't like, if that's not something that you even have like a small amount of interest in, then it's probably not for you. So that's like one of those things. So be able to ask your questions about why you want to do it. Make a classic pro and con list, right? Of like, what would be good about me doing this? What would I hate? And if one outweighs the other, so be it. If they're equal, that's going to be tough, but then you can maybe get some advice, talk to people that know you really well. Sometimes it takes an outside person to say, like, you're really good at your job, but I think you'd be really great at owning your own business. And sometimes we need that little like boost of encouragement, which is why I think there is a lot of overly hyped stuff in this arena. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is um, the idea that anyone can do it. So that is that is one of those things that you see on Instagram all the time. Like ads pop up all the time for me that are just like, are you tired of working 40-hour workdays? Then maybe you should take this course and leave that dead-end job. And it's just like, okay. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that idea um, and whether it's a good thing that there are so many women, I feel like pressuring other women to jump into this space, otherwise like they aren't good enough. So what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think that's not like a healthy way of thinking of things. Also kind of connecting the last lie to the to this one. Um, the culture of business has just changed. And you don't have to work a like dead end job, you know, like one that you hate. There are so many amazing businesses out there who are hiring people and the um, the workplace is exciting and fun and like flexible. You can work from home. I mean, everybody's doing it now, but like even before the pandemic, right. there was there were companies <laughs> that were offering that as an option and um, <clears throat> places where like you believe in the company and you share their values and like the people that you work with are amazing and innovative. Like it's not like every job out there for someone else is like a horrible situation. Like, yes, there are some that are not great, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can work for amazing companies who have to share the same vision as you and are able to offer you what you're looking for without you having to be the person in charge, making all the decisions. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely keep that in mind. So if you are feeling like you don't love your job, but you still are loving what you're doing, like maybe look at other places that you could work first. Um, and then, yeah, if you do decide to become an entrepreneur, like, okay, here's one thing. Let's say you're a designer. If you love to design, but you don't love the marketing side of things, then don't become a business owner. Um, if you love marketing, 
but you're like I'm, I'm maybe not as good at the creative stuff like the actual like creating artwork or something like that again don't become an entrepreneur like it's you have to wear so many hats as yeah. a business owner um that you have to be willing to do all the things because I, so I'm a I'm a big fan of outsourcing. It's something that I've implemented in my business in the last year. Um, but when you start out, like you don't really, you're not able to just immediately start outsourcing. I don't think like you probably don't have the money um, and maybe not the infrastructure in your business to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, you've got to do all the things like you are your own accountant. Um, you're doing all the marketing, the strategies, the actual service that you're providing or the um you know, whatever you're working on, uh, you have to be able to work with clients and like have good relations with them. You know, like it, if you aren't a people person, but you have to deal with people like that's, you know, right. you can't <laughs> pass that off to somebody else. So, um, there are just so many different aspects. That was just a fraction of them, but you have to be willing to, to dabble in all that. And also, um, you know, be knowledgeable and be good at it. So mm -hmm. it's kind of, um, going in a lot of directions all at once and also you're like steering the ship you know so you're doing all of it you're like the captain <clears throat> you're the first mate you're like the guy who swabs the deck like you are all of, I don't know what's yeah. me and pirates these days um <laughs> you said the ship threw me off I'm um, so sorry <laughs> no that's okay it's really funny but I wasn't planning on talking about this but Sean West talks about this idea of um the overlap technique he actually wrote a book about it and it's almost a way to like test the waters um, while you have a full-time job or while you are still working your nine to five, quote unquote, like whatever that day job is. And if you have like an idea that you might want to start your own thing, what he says is to slowly start implementing that. Now it does take a lot more work and depending on your situation, whether you have kids or whatever, you may be losing sleep, but instead of just quitting your job, like I know a lot of female, big name, influencer type boss babe, people will say like, just step out, just do it, is really unhealthy and really ill-advised, I think. And what he says is, like you were taking the example of, so you're a designer, say you're working for a company, maybe you're a junior designer, maybe you don't even have that much experience and you just don't like being told what to do. Like you just want to design the way you want and you're just kind of sick of it. Okay, so maybe in your after hours, do some clients of your own, do some freelance work, try to manage your tax, like taking money out for your taxes, making sure you're sending invoices, like do it the right way as if you were actually running your own business and see how you feel about that. And then you can kind of gauge, is this something I wanna keep delving into? And the more clients you get after hours, that starts to set you up financially, especially, but also mentally and preparing you for if you decide like, this is my jam, like this is what I want with my life, then you will be able to step out confidently from that other job and say, hey, so-and-so, like I decided this is not for me. I really want to start my own design firm or whatever it is. And like, I appreciate the, the experience I have here, but I think I'm ready to start my own thing. And you've already got like a baseline of clients. You've got some experience understanding how running your business works. And that's definitely something that I have not heard virtually anywhere from any female boss babe type 
people is this idea of like being prepared before you step out. And all of it seems to be just follow my plan. Just just follow my 12-step plan and you will make $12,000 a week. And I'm just over here rolling my eyes like this is not reality for most yeah. people. So yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, I love that because um, I don't know, I'm a person that likes to be prepared, but I think that's super smart. And in my own journey, there was a lot of that um, building up to that moment of quitting my job was me doing a lot of stuff for the business I was working for that was honestly more like being a business owner than mm -hmm. an employee. And then also, yeah, like doing design work on the side um, and stuff like that, where I was sort of, you know, being a, a business owner kind of softly yeah. <laughs> on the side. But just, and also like um, being so involved in that business and the inner workings of it, like I got a pretty full picture of what it actually looked like um and I'll also say like you know if there's some place that's like are you tired of working four hour, 40 hours a week like you will be working more than 40 <laughs> hours a week for your business yeah if you if don't like working 40 hours you are not going to like being an entrepreneur especially early right. on before you have systems set right. in place <laughs> exactly yeah and um I you know, fully believe in setting boundaries and having personal time and business time and all that. But like, there are just going to be times where you have to be working more than 40 hours. And if you're not physically working that time, your brain is working that time. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, but I will, so I do like the message of like, just quit your job, just do it in the context of like, step out of your comfort zone it does feel scary. It's never going mm -hmm. to not feel scary. Um, like, like I said, like it was a confidence thing for me. I was like, I don't think I should just go full time into my own business. Cause I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can make it. I don't think I can make enough money. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in that sense, it's like, yes, just go ahead and do it. Like, but also have a plan. Like if you right. just are like, okay, I'm going to quit my job and then I'm going to start doing this. And like you spend, a month making the perfect logo well that's not going to get you clients you know like you've got to be able to kind of hit the ground running and be ready to market yourself and do all those things if you think just making your business and saying like hey guys I made a business right come get it yeah like, that's not going I'm, to I'm be I'm just here I made a website come see me yeah that's not going to be enough. Um, and I know that some people, especially in the photography world, some people really thrive on referrals and like, you know, oh, well, my best friend's parents, you know, like mm -hmm. a friend of a friend kind of a thing. Um, that only works in the beginning for a little bit. And for one, you're probably not going to get your dream clients. And for right. two, they're probably not going to be able to will be willing to pay prices that are going to be sustainable for you. So that's like a very like short term, like I did get a lot of business when I first went full time because suddenly I was available to take all this business and there was, you know, word of mouth stuff. But, um, that's not how I run my business now. Yeah, it's not and, a long term you know, strategy. The kinds of jobs I was taking then and the kind of money I was making then is vastly different than now. And so is my strategy. So, um, yeah, being prepared is is really important. So I think those two go hand in hand, like, yes, have courage and confidence mm -hmm. that if this is the right thing for you to just go ahead and do it, but like 
have a plan and know for right. sure that this is what you want to try. Yeah. And don't just act on, I would say don't, don't just act on frustration, which incorporates like the plan and you're like asking why, because I think that there's also a lot of push behind this idea that if you are unhappy, you should quit your job as opposed to even trying to find purpose and meaning like what if you don't have the means or opportunity for whatever reason to quit your job even if you know you'd be a great entrepreneur there's also something to be said for finding joy where you are for the time being and making it you know sort of manifesting your own destiny inside the place where you work and trying to change it up for yourself. So I just had a I had a coaching client not too long ago who hired me because he is working sort of as a designer, but people aren't really treating him like a designer. And so he wanted to know, you know, he doesn't want to quit his job. He he can't quit his job. He has a family to support. He doesn't have or really need the opportunity to have his own business, but he wants to start doing being seen as a designer in his job. And so what I helped walk him through was basically the process, obviously, because that's going to show when you learn the strategic process, it's going to show that you know what you're doing, that you know how to operate from a point of strategy and all of these things that set you up for being more than just a button pusher. And so helping him find meaning and purpose in his job where he is is something that you can also try to do while you're even in this transition. Because otherwise, if you're, especially as a female, like if, like you said, we like to compare so much, right? And if you know in your heart, like I'm a business owner, but you can't leave, that can create like this icky feeling every time you have to wake up and go to a job that maybe you might otherwise like. So trying to find some some joy and some happiness and some fulfillment where you are and try to change things up where you are while you can that might help you be a better business owner later. Maybe implement processes if you are a designer or if you're a creative director or an art director, like any of those kinds of things that might set you up for being a better business owner later. Try to implement and test those things inside the ecosystem. I think I know for a fact that going from creative art design director basically directly into business owner pretty much for me, I look back at a lot of the things that I implemented in that working for someone else space and see saw later how that helped me be a better designer, a better business owner, because you get to learn how to work with other people. Just because you own your own business doesn't mean you're working by yourself. So that's another one of the lies I wanted to talk about. And that was a nice little lead in, I guess. But <laughs> is like, it's all you all the time. And you can do what you want. It doesn't matter. Like no one tells you what to do. You have your own this, that or the other thing. So what do you think about that idea that being a business owner as a woman, especially, but just being a business owner, entrepreneur means it's all on you? So we did talk about that a lot of the tasks are on you, but does that mean that, that all the decisions and all of the aspects of how you work are all you? So one of the things, as I was feeling very unhappy in my job that I quit to become a business owner, um, one of the things that I 
felt was that I wanted to treat clients differently, have different policies. Um, so that was something I was able to control immediately was to do things the way that I felt that they should be done. However, you're always going to be working with some sort of a client. Um, and especially like in the design world, like the client does have, we've talked about this before, but like they do have a say in things. If they're saying, this is what I want. And you're like, nah, you don't want that. Um, like it's you a collaboration. To, Neither of you are the boss. Right. Yeah. So you still have to, it's not like you get to just make up everything all the time. Like you, you have to deal with that. And then even if you're, um, you know, if you bring someone else in to help you um, in the business or you're bringing in like um, consultants to do different things for you, whatever, like you have to work with their schedule too. And like the way that they need to work, like it's also just kind of life in general. Like you don't get to (laughs) rule the world. (laughs) You have to work with other people. Um, And so it's never going to be like quote unquote perfect. Um, And also that's not really healthy either if you just get everything that you want you know like there needs to be checks and balances and you need to look at other people's perspective um and that's just going to continue so yes in my business there were things that I could immediately change that I had to you know implement this policy in my old job because that's the way it was even though I didn't agree with it and I was able to change those things um but yeah it's never going to be just like exactly how you want it to be so yeah again you have to work with people always the last thing that I I think we kind of have hinted at this in most of these but the sort of wrap up like idea that encompasses all of these is that all you have to do is try hard like that it's just it's not that difficult you just have to try harder And if you try hard enough, you will be successful. And I think that in some aspects, yes, you have to work hard. You do, there is a lot of hard work involved. It's not easy. But I think when someone tells you, you just have to try harder, it's almost like, um, it sort of reminds me, and this is sort of a weird tie in, but sort of reminds me of the whole like uh, Black Lives Movement and how people sometimes will tell, that group of people, well, you're just not trying hard enough. Like if you just try hard, you can jump over X, Y, Z hurdle. And as women, I think that we have some similar hurdles that are cultural that sometimes we can't just try hard. Like we have to work extra hard and really change people's perspective on us because I I already know that a male creative director is going to be perceived differently and approached differently and the prices are going to be questioned less often than they will coming from me. I have to work extra hard, not just try hard. We have to work extra hard to prove that we are just as good, that we are often better, if I may say so, than some of our male counterparts in these areas. And so the idea that that is, is pushed a lot in the boss babe, girl boss movement is just try hard is actually like not even enough. It's like the reality is you have to try harder than most people. 
especially as a creative person, because just being a creative professional is like a huge hurdle because people don't value what we do. And then you add on female, then you add on female business owner. And it's just like all of these huge steps that we have to kind of overcome to just like have our head above water and be able to approach the world as a business owner. How do you feel about that idea? I mean, I think that that's all valid. And that's just another reason of like, if you want to jump into being an entrepreneur, like be ready for all of that. If you don't want to deal with it, then um, like some of those challenges are going to be there no matter what. Like if you're a woman in any creative field, like it, it is what it is. But um, yeah, you have to be ready to to work harder and, and smarter too. I will also say like, um, you know, being undervalued, just wanting people to understand and to get it is not going to make them understand and get it. You have to have strategies in place that are going to be able to persuade people and show your value and all of that. Um, so if you're not ready for all of that, it, the challenges and also the solutions, then um, yeah, again, you don't have to do that and you don't have to feel the pressure of like you're still just as valuable um if you aren't the owner of the business and you can also be just as happy sometimes even more happy if you aren't the owner of the business so um there's no like right or wrong answer here um and yeah it is it is tough um and you do put a lot of work into it and you do have to be ready for learning a lot of stuff and being able to implement those things and really strategize things um but I love it and I think it's worth it so yeah and so I didn't want this all to be negative I just really wanted to be real with people because yeah there are definitely things that I didn't realize I know that that always happens right and that's why there's so many courses on how to own your own business and stuff but I think that there's like this missing link there's like a gap in between like not being happy and here's all the steps while you are a business owner. And there's not a lot being said in this in-between of like, should I leap or not? Should I do that? How do I do that? And so I agree. Like, I sometimes think that the grass is greener and it would be nice if I had my insurance and it would be great if someone else did my taxes. And well, I mean, technically Kenny does my taxes, so I can't really complain. However, like, doing all of the stuff like that would be nice. So just taking a look at your situation and realizing what things matter to you. Do you love being able to go into work and then leave work and not think about it till you go back in on Monday morning? That's a big one. Or do you just have so many ideas brewing in your head about how to run business, how to communicate with clients better, like all of the things about the business that you're in that you would do better? and you actually have a drive to maybe want to do that, then maybe this is for you. And so I wanted this to be a wake up to the realities, but also definitely encouraging because it is much more fulfilling when you have built something, when you know that people are looking to you for advice or they are coming to you because of your skills and paying you for your experience as opposed to coming to your boss who comes to you with a job that no one knows you did. And so understanding your motivations is really important and realizing that it is possible. It is a lot of hard work, but it is definitely possible. And I love that there is a boss babe 
girl boss movement because we are a part of it. Like it didn't become big right until after we were already sort of doing this thing. But I love, I love that there are so many female entrepreneurs. And if you are one already, we'd love to hear like what your struggles have been, what your triumphs have been. If you are thinking about being one, we're always happy to give any advice we may have. We are not experts by any means. We're not billion dollar company runners, but we love what we do. We're passionate about every single thing that we do in our business. And I know that Julie and I would be happy to talk to you. So on that note, I just like to wrap up by saying the female entrepreneur business owner space is beautiful and empowering and freeing in a lot of ways, but it is hard work. So check those lists, understand what's involved, know your priorities before you take the leap. So any last words? I think that all sounds good. Okay, great. If you love what we do here at Design Speaks Podcast, we'd love for you to become one of our regular supporters. Our patrons get the chance to give us input on new season topics, listen to extended guest interviews, and get early info on upcoming offers. We literally could not do this without you. Go to patreon.com slash design speaks and become a patron today. You can also support Design Speaks by taking a minute to rate and review us on iTunes, share an episode with a friend, or send us a quick note to hello at designspeakspodcast.com. All right, so that is our episode for today. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. You can always send us a note on Instagram at Design Speaks Podcast. Find us at designspeakspodcast.com for all the show notes and episodes from the past. Design Speaks is brought to you and produced by Kenneth Niffin and Dakota Cook. A shout out to Colin from Vespertine. Design Speaks is a project of Brandy C and it is recorded in the shadow of the watermelon pink Sandia Mountains near Albuquerque, New Mexico. And as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Till next time.